Our scripture reading for today is from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 16 to 21. Hear these words of scripture. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Rick. So today we continue our series entitled Dynamite Prayer. And this four-week series is based off of the devotional by the same name, by Rosario Picardo and Sue Nilsson Kibbe. Our English word for dynamite comes from the Greek word dunamis. In the New Testament, dunamis describes the supernatural resurrection power of God's Spirit. And again and again and again throughout the whole of the New Testament, we see how this dunamis spirit of God breaks through and transforms people's lives. And so in this devotional, Sue Nielsen Kibbe and Rosario Picardo, they challenge us to open ourselves to God's dunamis spirit, allowing it to transform our lives and, and through us, transform the world. And this breakthrough prayer, it's different than how we often pray. Because rather than separating our prayer life and then our regular life, the two become intertwined. And so instead of assuming that we're finished with praying when our prayer time ends, we allow, and then we allow our own personal preferences and, and opinions to guide the rest of our day. With breakthrough prayer, we go forward with our whole day, attuning our eyes to see God, attuning our ears to hear where God is leading us. The prayer goes with us. And so you, if you haven't already, I encourage you to pick up one of these books, one of these devotionals. It's a 28-day guidebook prompting you to, to learn how to discern and notice and respond to the ways that God is already in your life. And to go along with this book, we, and with this series, we wrote our own breakthrough prayer for Brexville United Methodist Church. And so, and this is a prayer that we're asking each person to pray at 6.50 in the morning or 6.50 in the evening, and then asking for us to be attuned to God's presence throughout the coming day. And this is for us to pray together and then gather together at the end of the month on November 29th so that we can gather and have a dynamite prayer potluck, because we're Methodist and we love a good old potluck. And so we'll come together and we'll talk about where God has been speaking to us. And so the welcome team has a, the physical cards, and you can also um, get a, a digital card off of BUMC links. And I'd like to pray this prayer together as we begin this morning. Let us pray. Almighty God, you've placed us in the center of town as a beacon of your love. May we be a listening church, known for keeping you at the center of all things. May we take risks, acting boldly with your grace, so your light shines around the world. Open our hearts and minds to the incredible things 
we haven't even imagined yet. Amen. So this past week, News Channel 5 invited leaders in the Brexville community to come to lunch and to have some conversation. And the idea was for us to get to know them as anchors and reporters and what they do at News Channel 5, and for them to get to know us and our community and what is important to us. And so the lunch began with a short presentation about the types of community stories that they typically showcase and highlight, and then they opened it up for conversation. And there was this moment of, of quiet, and then our Brexville police chief, Stan Koronek, looked across the table at me, and he asked, aren't you the church with the bikes? And I was like, why, yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> and then I went on to explain, because then that perked some interest and inquiry from the, the people from News Channel 5. And so I went on to explain that we do, in fact, collect bikes, and, and we clean them up and, and fix them up, and we give them to people around the Cleveland area who are in need of a bike. And sometimes it's kids of families who can't afford to buy them a new bike, or other times it's adults who need that mode of transportation to get them to and from work and appointments and different things. And then I said, we often underestimate how something as simple as a bike can change a person's life. And one of the reporters looked at me and they said, now that's a story. <laughs> <laughs> and so somebody else asked me, well, do you need donations of bikes? And I said, oh, no, we do not. <laughs> we have plenty of bikes, thank you very much. People have been cleaning out all of their garages and their barns and everywhere else. And our fellowship hall is overflowing with bikes. What we need is mechanics. We need people who can help fix the bikes, make them safe for people to, to ride so that we can get them to the people who need them. And the superintendent of Cuyahoga Valley Career Center was there. And he piped up and he said, I got a bunch of students that can help you with that. And then Damon Maloney, one of the the anchors said, I recently did a story about a kid from Perry who gets bikes from the landfill and fixes them up. I'll give you his contact information. And he did. And I just sat there and I was just smiling and laughing to myself. Because right before I headed over for lunch, I was here in my office and a frustrated an exhausted Jenny Gee came and plopped down in my chair in my office. And she currently heads up the bike ministry. I don't know how she got to be the, the lead bike person because Jenny has lots and lots and lots of skills, okay? Mechanics and fixing bikes is not one of them. But she came in to my office, and she said, I just don't know how much longer we're gonna be able to do this ministry. I really wonder if it's run its course because we, didn't ha we don't have a lot of mechanics. And so she, because um, Jenny's skills are not in fixing the bike, she relies heavily on people who know what they're doing, can make sure that those bikes are safe for people to ride. And recently, that has just been a couple of people. And those couple of people, well, they have lives of their own, and they can't necessarily be spending all of their time fixing these bikes. They have other things going on, they can't always help. So we simply need more mechanics. And we're going into the winter months, and with Christmas and all the activities that we have going on, we have more things in Fellowship Hall. And right now, <laughs> we have, the bikes normally live on the stage. Well, they live on the stage right now, and they spill over into Fellowship Hall. And have you been down? Have you noticed our coat room 
or slash donation station downstairs, it is stuffed full with bikes. I stopped here yesterday. I had, there were people dropping off bikes yesterday afternoon. So Jenny and I, we talked a bit uh, last week, and we decided we're going to put a pause on actively seeking out bikes and receiving bikes. And we're going to focus on seeing how we can get mechanics. And at the very least, get her a bike-fixing partner for this ministry, somebody who can come alongside her and take off some of the burden that she has been feeling. And then right after that conversation, I went to lunch with News Channel 5, and Chief Koranik asked, aren't you that church with the bikes? And I sat there and I laughed. The most significant changes that we make when we shift to this idea, this, this way of praying a breakthrough prayer is releasing control, which I talked a bit about last week, and releasing our expectations of God and what God can do. In the scripture that Rick read for us this morning, it said, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to his power, to God's power that is at work within us. These words were written for the early Christians in Ephesus, and they're written for us here and now. In the message paraphrase of the scripture, it says, it says the scripture this way. It reads, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. God does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. God's spirit deeply and gently working within us. When the police chief asked, aren't you that church that fixes the bikes? I could have said, well, yeah, but you know, really, we're, we're, we're not really focusing on that anymore. We have too many bikes, and we just, we can't, I think that, that ministry had run its course. But because I've been practicing this for years and years and years, exercising the muscle of attuning my eyes and my ears to see where God is leading. I was able to, in that moment, instead of going, you know what? Jenny and I just talked about this, and we're not going to do it anymore. I paused, and I put my own limitations aside, and I opened to what God might do. Now, that was just this week. I don't know what might come of it, but I have a feeling that there's a reason that we were talking about it, and then it came up, that God was speaking directly to this need that we have, that God is not done with the bike ministry yet. And this practice of seeing and hearing, it is a practice. It's a muscle that needs exercising that I have done all throughout my life, unbeknownst to me in the beginning because I was just simply arguing with God because I didn't like the ideas and thoughts that God was giving me, and then I was seeing them pop up and up and again, and then later on noticing, oh, oh, this is God. This is God here. And it's that practicing. It's our default to put barriers on what an answered prayer looks like. Because we have a certain vision or a certain outcome in mind. And so when God doesn't answer our prayer in that specific way, we tend to think that God hasn't answered at all. When maybe God has answered our prayer, but answered it differently. And so we have to open our eyes to see those possibilities of God speaking around us. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. God does it not by pushing us around, but by working 
within us. God's Spirit gently, deeply within us. So how might God be working within you? Answering your prayers, or maybe through you, the prayers of someone else? Are you willing to open yourself to God's guidance and to receive for yourself God's provision? Let us pray this breakthrough prayer together. Oh God, I pray that you will part the floodwaters of our fear. Our fear that you will not always provide for us. God, as you guide us, set us on solid ground. The solid ground of relying on your Spirit's power. A Spirit's power that is fueled by your love. We pray these things in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now I would like to invite the choir to come forward as we transition to a time of remembering all of our beautiful saints that have gone before us.
as we move into a time of remembrance, I invite you to join me in an attitude of prayer. We will read the names of those who have passed this year. And I invite you to think about the ways in which each person has impacted either your life or we know the lives of so many others. And we'll light a candle for each individual and remind, be reminded that the light of their love lives on within us and through us. And we will toll a bell, recognizing that they continue to sing and continue to have a voice in this world through us. Geraldine Jerry Beaver. Margie Benedict. Donna Eildeck. Robert W. Fowler. Alvin Hahn. Deanne Kloss. Lydia Kalansky. Carol Kubasek. Stephen Lay. Geraldine Jerry McMaster. Helen Miller. Lois Mostyn. Jim Mueller. Patricia Neville. Diane and Art O'Leary. Keith Paschal. Joe Santangelo. Ralph Slifkak. Austin Skip Smith. Raymond Leslie Ullman. Marion Wojanowski. Basil Wozniak.
oh God, we lift these names to you. As well as all those who have passed on to the church triumphant in years past. Those who live on in our hearts and we miss every single day. Oh God, we come to you knowing that your love never ends. When all else fails, you still are God. And we pray to you for one another in our need. And oh God, for all anywhere who mourn with us today. To those who doubt, give your light. To those who are weak, give your strength. To all who have sinned, give your mercy. And to all who sorrow, give your peace. Keep true in us the love with which we hold one another. O oh God, in all our ways, we trust you. And to you, with your church, on earth and in heaven, we offer honor and glory now and forever. Amen. Thank you, Rick. We come to this table, not because it itself is so special, but because this is an echo of another table, a table that stretches as far as the eye can see, a table that is laden with God's good gifts. A table where no one goes hungry or sits alone. A table where everyone that we ever loved, everyone who ever loved us, sits and feasts together. Because in our own lives, we sit at tables where there are empty chairs. People who we love and we miss no longer stop by for dinner or come in for the holidays. And we grieve those empty chairs, but we do so knowing that in Christ, our separation is only a temporary thing. Let us pray. O oh God, for all those we have mentioned in your presence, we give you thanks. And God, we come gladly to this table to eat once more with those whom we love, to join with all of the saints in praising Jesus Christ who defeated death and leads us all to God's heavenly banquet. Spirit, move in us that we might know that we too are counted among your saints, God's beloved children, vessels of your grace. We pray that we might be thankful, we might be transformed, so that our lives may proclaim the one who was crucified and was risen. Oh God, pour out your Holy Spirit on us and upon these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ so that we might be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. May the bread we break together and the cup we share remind us that in ordinary things your love is found. In ordinary lives your grace is known. And in ordinary days we can find your presence with us. Keep us breaking bread together in joy and in faith until you turn to this world that you love, this earth that you made, and these people that you cherish. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. In the United Methodist Church, we celebrate an open table, which means that all are welcome and invited to come and to receive God's grace. 
this is a gluten-free table and an alcohol-free table so that we might all come and celebrate together. Those joining us online, I invite you to celebrate with us the body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. And the welcome team will guide those in person forward, and you may place your empty communion cups in the communion railings on either side. And if you'd like us to bring you elements in your seat, we are more than happy to extend Christ's table to you as well. Friends, this is Christ's table. We are the guests. He is the host. And there is a seat with your name on it. Come, let us celebrate.
Let us pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others in your name. Oh God, we know that you are the creator of everything that we see in heaven and on earth. And we pray that out of your glorious abundance, your unlimited resources, that you would strengthen our hearts and our minds through the power of your Holy Spirit. May your love be the firm foundation on which we build our very lives so that together with all of your people everywhere around the world, we would come to truly understand how long and how high and how wide and how deep your love really is, how far it surpasses anything we could ever imagine. Oh God, we have lifted before you, written and said in our hearts, those people who are struggling and in need of your care. Hear our prayers, O oh God. Where there is hurt, may you bring healing. Where there are questions, may you bring wisdom. And where there is anger, may you bring your peace. Fill us with the fullness of the power that comes from you alone so that our lives will reflect your goodness and your grace to the world around us. We pray these things in Jesus' name, who taught us to pray with these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The last thing we do each Sunday is to remind ourselves that church does not end here, but it goes with us into the world. And so we have a few ways that you can take the church with you. One is by purchasing some um, baked goods from UWF and taking those with you into the world. And all of the proceeds will go to UWF and all of the wonderful ministries that they do around the year. And also in, in the, um, the parlor, there are some items that are commemorative items of Brexel UMC. There's the Church by Chippewa Creek book that Bill Long wrote, and we have available if you would like to make a donation for one of uh, a book about our church and the history of our church. And we also have some commemorative plates that we have um, gathered. And so if you would like to take one home and have it at your home, you're welcome to take one of those as well as there's some glass ornaments too. And then um, next Saturday is the 11th. Is that really right? That's right. Wow, that's crazy. But next Saturday is our fall cleanup, churchyard cleanup. So if you have a little bit of time in the morning and you're able to come and lend a raking hand, then please uh, do that. And then on next Sunday is a very special Sunday when we are going to remember and celebrate our veterans and also welcome in nine new members into our church family. And so it's a going to be a Sunday full of celebration, and so please um, plan to join us however you join us. And then also on Saturday the 18th will be our next Bike Fix-It Day. So if you are a mechanic, we need mechanics. Okay. Or if you know a mechanic, let um, invite them to come in, and it's from 9 to noon in Fellowship Hall. And then on the 19th, I don't want to scare you guys, but that's like two Sundays away, it's hanging of the greens. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Fran. It's not my fault. <laughs> Fran's shaking her head at me like I'm like it's my fault. It's not my fault. This is just how it happens. But after the 10:30 service, we will gather together. We'll have some some pizza and salad, and then we will just deck these halls, and it will be a lot of fun. Um, for all ages. And then um, finally, I do want to just give you a heads up that um, on someday this Thursday this past week, News Channel 5 did come and interview me about online worship because I talked about how we we're reaching people around the world and around the country, and they were very intrigued by that. And so they came and interviewed me. They also interviewed the Word Church in Cleveland. And so they're going to show the story sometime this week. So once we find out when it's going to be, we'll let you guys know, and we'll be famous together, okay? <laughs> Sound good? Okay, with that, let us receive the benediction so that we can go and do God's good work in the world. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Let us stand and sing. Crawl 
And remember when you walk, sometimes you crawl. So fall on Jesus. Fall on Jesus. Fall on Jesus and live. Sometimes the way is lonely and steep and filled with pain. So if your sky is dark and pours the rain, then cry to Jesus, cry to Jesus, cry to Jesus, and live. And when the love spills over and music fills the night, and when you can't contain your joy inside, then dance for Jesus, dance for Jesus, dance for Jesus, and live. And with your final heartbeat, kiss the world goodbye. Then go in peace and laugh on glory's side. And fly to Jesus, fly to Jesus, fly to Jesus and live. Fly to Jesus, fly to Jesus, fly to Jesus. And live. All right, amen. It's been such a privilege to worship with you this week. I hope you have a wonderful week.
Humidity, like coming out of it, coming coming out of your gate. Well, 